This is the Off Mic Podcast, a radio show about radio life. Here's your host, Drew Dalby. Welcome to the final month of season two of the Off Mic Podcast. My name is Drew Dalby, and my guest this week, I feel a connection with. I consider her to be my career twin, if you ignore the fact that she's talented and I'm me. She's been from one end of the country to the other and back again. It's time to meet my guest for this week. My name is Jax, or Jacqueline Irwin, and I do the afternoon show on C100 FM in Halifax. And how long have you been in radio? I have been in radio uh, for four years, four years. We'll go with four. And it's a funny thing, and we kind of talked about this before we started the interview, but our careers have had an interesting intersection right at the beginning, because we started within weeks of one another, and we applied for jobs, and the program directors we applied to actually traded our resumes, and we ended up going into opposite directions. Switched it up. You had prettier mountain views, that's for sure. But you had that big rock radio out in Prince George for your first station, 94X. What was that like? It was really, really good. Um, Everyone was fantastic, and I mean, I moved... um I didn't even finish, well, I, I finished college, but I did it from distance. So I uh, took off and I went out west and I knew nobody and I'd never, uh, never lived out west, never, I'd never gone west of Calgary. So it was kind of like, hey, I'm packing up and leaving in uh, two weeks. So went out there. It was pretty scary at first, but everybody at the station was super young and super sweet. So it was really easy to uh, get into the scene there. I've always said if I ever speak in front of radio students at a school somewhere, the first thing I'm going to tell them is if you're not willing to move all the way across the country, just get out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I, uh, I'd spent so long in Halifax that when I was, you know, ready to graduate, I was pumped to move. I was pumped to go as far away as possible. So uh, it was the best thing I ever could have done. So from there, where else have you worked in your time? Well, before um, 94X, I actually, uh, in first year at NSCC, was working with the Evanovs. Uh, I was working with, at the time, there was Z1035 in Halifax, and I uh, did a little bit of part-time weekend work there. And then after Prince George, um, I came back home, back to Halifax. I wanted to get in with Bell Media, so I uh, started doing some swing shifts here and there with the Bounce, and then uh, I worked with the Bounce for two years. We're owned by the same company. And, uh, yeah, uh, after... Two years, I'd made my way up. I had the number one show in the afternoon uh, afternoon slot, so they gave me a good go. It's always nice to be able to just hang that on your wall and be like, yeah, number one, no big deal. It went really well, and then uh, my bosses decided, hey, we want you over on the C100 side, so it was fantastic. It was a bit of a switch, but I love it, and this is a station that I grew up listening to, so it's quite, uh, quite the honor. When you get that number one recognition, do you think that it makes things easier going forward knowing that you're doing well or more difficult knowing that you have a standard to live up to now? Uh, mix of both. I think it's really great for the day that the book comes out, and you're like, yeah, i got to go drink some beer. And then you realize that you have to, like, give consistency to that. So, yeah, it becomes trickier um, as it goes on, as the next book approaches, for sure. Now, you have worked at a few different formats. Uh, The Bounce was more of a hot AC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, more CHR, hot AC, and uh, we're more AC over here, yeah. And then 94X, of course, a rock station. Which one do you feel best fits your vibe? I would go with AC or CHR, for sure. Is there any format that you've told yourself, like, if I don't have to, I would not work that? In radio, you're supposed to say, you know, I'd do anything. You know, you got to be a great announcer and go to any format. I, I don't think I could do country. I don't. And I mean, our sister station at 94X was the Wolf. And uh, I did a little bit of voice tracking there, and I just sounded like a fool. I just sounded ridiculous over there. Yeah, you got to fake it sometimes, but you're right. There are there are just some formats, you know, and it's not a knock on anybody. You just, you have to understand. I don't know anything about that world. I don't want to pretend that I do. And country listeners are so, so invested, and they know every 
single page of that book. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to go in there not knowing anything with your guns not loaded kind of thing. It's like country listeners and sports listeners. One mistake could be it for you. Oh, it's nuts. No, it's insane. So as you've gone through these different stations and bouncing to different ends of the country, what are some of the cool things that you've gotten to do for being in radio? Interviews. Interviews will probably, I mean, you know, with radio comes like the promotions and the contests and the parties and things like that. But interviews are, uh, are one of my favorite kind of things. I, um, I did an interview with uh, one of my favorite bands, Keegan and Sarah. I've talked to R.L. Stein. I talked to Nelly last year, which was, uh, which was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, there's quite a few people that I've knocked off the list that I really wanted to chat with. Who do you think would throw the better party, Nelly or R.L. Stein? Oh, R.L. Stein, hands down. <laughs> he was a funny guy. He was like just very, very witty, and he was super plugged into pop culture. He kept on throwing these references here and there. He had like loaded with Bieber jokes. It was awesome. It's funny because once you get into radio, the door really is open to interview almost anybody who's anybody, as long as they've got something that they're looking to sell. If you could interview any famous musician, actor, actress, anything, what would you pick? Bowie. David Bowie. Oh, absolutely. I would. I want to see him. I want to interview him. I want to hug him something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, big old Bowie fan. So before all the interviews and all the moving, what made you want to get into the radio business in the first place? Back in like elementary, we took a little brownie camp. Oh, I was a good brownie. And uh, we went to the college radio station here. And I was just floored by the by the machines and the technology and the people that were chatting on air. And it just, it blew me away. So when I was uh, looking to graduate, high school, uh, well, when I graduated high school, I should say, I wanted to go to Ryerson originally, and then NSCC, Nova Scotia Community College, opened up this wicked brand new uh, campus full of amazing technology, so I ended up doing my diploma here, so it all kind of fell into place, but I really just, I was just enamored with it. You kind of got a lucky break in that you said you were still in school when you got the job out at Prince George, but I imagine even with that first job paycheck and moving away from your friends and family, times probably got a little bit tight on the bottom line. What's the most broken ass thing you've had to do in your career oh jesus <laughs> um let me think here okay i um i had an old uh pizza kit um like you know like those craft pizza kits right and it was old and i think it was like one of my roommates old like a roommate before a roommate and i was so hungry that i took it to the grocery store and said i bought it you know a couple days before but it was expired and they gave me a new pizza kit oh no i know that's really greasy i don't know if I want to uh, it's already out there it's too late now yeah it's, it's hit the tape i mean when you're working part-time shifts and you're going to college at the same time it, it can be a hurting spot for sure you know, I'll give you credit, though. We've heard a lot of bad stories in the broke-ass question. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard anybody quite so clever. I, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a little greasy, that's for sure. <laughs> greasy and clever, I like that. Aside from uh, getting to interview celebrities and famous people, are there any promotions or things of that nature that stand out to you, things that you've been proud of? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, most recently, and like I said, I'd grown up listening to uh, to see. So we've always done the Radiothon. This was our 13th year, I do believe, this year. And we raised so much cash for the IWK here, um, which is our children's hospital. And it's just incredible day. Years ago, it used to be a couple days, and now we just pack it in uh, Atlantic-wide, actually, with the Bell stations, um, pack it into one day, and we just raise all kinds of cash. We have live families coming in all day, uh, patients that are, you know, just beginning their journey with being ill and being sick, and some that have come out amazing. I was a big old sap. People don't realize how tough it is to maintain that level of composure. No, and and to be trying to orchestrate the interviews and get everyone on air, but I, I think that um, things like that are the most humbling things in radio, where you realize exactly where you are and the power that radio can do. Exactly, when those people, they start calling in and they're like, I was listening and I was crying. It was so amazing. And you just want to tell them I was crying too. 
it's it's beautiful. No, it's a, it's an awesome thing. So that was my most recent thing uh, to be proud of for sure. It was fantastic. And we do a lot of charity work uh, between the two stations here, so it's great. Have you had any moments so far in your radio career that, I, I don't want to ask if you've ever thought about quitting, but have you had any moments where you're just like, man, this is not as easy as I hoped it would be? Uh, the, when I was in Prince George, I mean, I was so far away from home and uh, and my mom wasn't doing too, I just, I was, I wanted to get home. My mom was sick. I wasn't, um, I wasn't sure what I could do to get back home kind of thing. And I loved Prince George so much and I loved the station, but I wasn't sure if radio was right for me then because I, I didn't want to leave radio, but I didn't want, I, I couldn't find a job back on the East Coast and then things kind of fell back together, thankfully and luckily. But um, there was a point where I, I was kind of, thinking what am i doing here teetering on the edge as it were absolutely and i mean people everybody has that thought in every career but i mean as long as you persevere what's the best piece of advice that a program director has ever given you oh that's a tricky one um stop making lame jokes now um i mean it's going to sound cheesy as hell and it's the hardest thing to do in radio even though it should be the easiest but be yourself in every element of on air for sure um and that's something that pds have said you know from the beginning of time but it's it's hard when you're caught up in a moment or caught up in a charity event or caught up in a big promotion and things like that but yeah be, always be yourself when you're trying to be the grandiose radio personality and they're no just just stop <laughs> yeah yeah you're giving away fifty thousand dollars and you yeah you got to be over the top and you just yeah you got to kind of sometimes check yourself I got an interesting piece of advice from a program director not that long ago who told me, start having your conversation before you turn the microphone on. Very good. So that you sound like you would when you're having a chat with somebody and then turn the microphone on. And I'll tell you, the first time that I actually tried it in a studio, I was like, I'm a lunatic right now. Yeah, I am ridiculous. No, but it totally works. And I mean, when you sit in a studio by yourself all day, it probably uh, probably can help. I never understand. Do you guys at C100, do you have one of those publicly viewable studios? Yes, we do. We have uh, two big windows on a main street here. Oh, see, those those kill me because I sit in there, right? I'm having imaginary conversations with myself. <laughs> you're dancing to every song. You're drumming yeah, along. Yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> frantically zooming around the studio, getting everything together. I'm in the second floor of an office building with a bank right now, and I'm just like, thank God nobody can see the lunacy in here. Prince George was the worst because we were right down, and like you could, if you were in any other part of the studio, um, there was only a little window, but you would just people and people would walk by and just bang on the windows and try to get you going. Oh yeah, it was it was nuts. Now speaking of advice, do you have any for somebody? I mean, you were in this position not that long ago. Any advice for someone who's looking to get into the industry? This applies to everything, but hard work will never go unnoticed. And uh, I don't know. There's there's times in college where things can you know seem easy and things like that, not relevant to real life. But I think once you get out year you have to realize that hard work will always persevere and gms and pds are always watching to see who puts in the most hours and that's i think that that's the absolute bottom line of getting far in radio is putting in the hours in any regard that you have to did you have any stories when you were first 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 starting out that you were just like i am a rookie and i don't know what i'm doing um oh uh when i worked at uh when i was working in college i had to dress up in this rooster-like outfit and stand on, and I mean, like, this, I'm, I was in my hometown, so, like, I'm sure that people realized that it was me, but I was this rooster, and I had to dance on a median, and I looked, and I think I was, you know, promoting Subway or something, which has no relevance to each other, and I looked like a maniac, and I think I had a couple friends that, you know, text me later on, they're like, cool move, rooster, you idiot. It wasn't my finest moment, that's for sure. I like sharing these stories with people who might just be getting in, because that way, when they're in the rooster costume dancing yeah. in front of their friends, they'll be like, well, someone else did this, so... No, I've lugged the water. I've I've thrown out the T-shirts. I've fired off the T-shirt gun. I've you know brought in the pop and I've hustled the, the kids on the street. Yeah, oh yeah. 
it's been tricky. <laughs> now, whether it's people that you've worked with or people that you listen to yourself in radio, who are you a fan of in the industry? Um, big fan of Fred. Big fan of Fearless Fred. He went to uh, through my program, and I've met him a couple times uh, in Toronto. He's a, he's a really nice guy. And actually, Adam Wilde, who I've never met, but my uh, my music director and uh, midday announcer Zach, he's best friends with him. And I just I have a little, a little radio crush on him. He's funny as hell. It's interesting how you could have that. Like it's just you you see somebody else do a good job at this, and you're just like you're swell. I like you. Doc Andrews as well in Vancouver. He's doing Drive now. He is a funny funny guy. I actually when I started working at 94X. Uh, he had just left a few months ago to go down to JRFM, and he came back for a wedding or something, and he is the most wild, wild mother, you know what, ever. He's incredible. Um, so I've kept in contact with him. He's, he's nuts, and he's so talented. Before I let you go, if someone wants to listen to your show, wants to see the things you talk about, how do people get more jacks? Oh, I have lame jokes and weird videos all over the place. Uh, you can go to Facebook.com slash Jacks on Air, Instagram.com slash Jacks on Air, uh, Twitter.com slash Jacks on Air. Um, my show is on C100 FM in Halifax Monday through Friday, 3 to 8. And you can look in my bedroom window. You can probably find me there. That's fair. I don't know if you should advertise that on iTunes, but it's out there now. I'm high up. I'm <laughs> high up on the roof. You'll never find me. <laughs> All right. Last thing you get to do, uh, you like I said, you've been through a few different formats, so I'm curious to see where you're going with your spin of the week. I'm a big Beyonce fan, man. Beyonce. That track is filthy. I love it. <laughs>
listening to the off mic podcast follow the show online at off mic podcast on twitter or like the show on facebook if there's a guest you'd like to hear on the show email off mic podcast at gmail.com the off mic podcast is a part of the dolby radio network